bum ba da ba Hello everybody, welcome to an episode of Film with Flame. I am your host, the great and powerful Daniel DeFlame. Um, today, I am going to... I say today like I'm taking it the whole day. But um, this episode of Film with Flame, I am going to cover um, a show that basically just I just fell in love with. And that is uh, Deadly Class. Now, for those of you who do not know, Deadly Class is a sci-fi show that's based off of a graphic novel that I am now deeply in love with. This, this, this show basically, it, it covered all the basics. It had, like, anything that you could want for a show that uh, essentially would just... God, it just... It, 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 it broke the mold to me. Like, it just... It's really, really good. <laughs> it's incredibly funny in the right places. It, it had the the best types of jokes. It just, God, like, I, it, it's hard to express exactly how much I like this show. Simply, you know, really trying to get it out in words. Um, aside from like, I wish I could just sit with anyone who wants to know what this show's about and just sit down and watch me like me telling them like yeah you're gonna live this part it was like well what you into oh this episode are oh, you gonna this this is great it's coming up it's coming up um but the premise behind that class is that there's essentially a school filled with assassins or people who they teach to be killers and whatnot um and one of the things that i think is a huge plus is that you have people from all spectrums of the freaking rainbow so you got you got black people who are there that are being taught as like gangsters. You got uh, the Mexican cartel. You got the yakuza, things like that. And I love that, and it's fantastic. And then what they what they're portrayed as in the school is still effective in the school. So even if we're classmates and whatnot, I'm still part of the cartel, and you're still a regular gangster. So we got an issue. We got a problem. Like we don't like each other. You know, <laughs> like their their reps and everything still hold valid. The main character is someone who basically was inducted into the school because it was like he obviously has a lot of potential considering what he did. Now he is wanted for the death and the burning of a boy's home that he was supposed that he was a part of, and he essentially started a fire and killed everyone in the school. So the assassin, so the class of the school was like, you know, we need this guy, like this kid, he knows how to kill people, like this, this is what we want. And essentially, the one of the cool little twists in the show is that he's actually in the school and he does fairly well because he thinks outside the box from a lot of regular people. These people who are known killers have been taught and trained in these ways and then he's having a hard time latching on. But when he does get it, then it's like, yo, like this dude... He's, he's a cut above the rest. But then the nice little twist that comes is that he didn't do the arson job. That was actually someone else. Someone who's still alive. And then, you know, uh, you know the, the story goes from there. But um, it's just, it's really well done. Like, like, like what I mean, like it, it's good in all the right places. I freaking, I, I knew of this show. My friends talked about it. And it was always on the list. Actually, no, it's not written on my list. It is a show I wanted to watch, but I never wrote it down on my list for shows I want to watch. But I just stumbled upon it. Uh, just I was randomly looking for something to watch, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, watch the first episode, give it a shot, and look at some um, look at some freaking anime afterwards." But as soon as I watched the first episode, got hooked, didn't stop. Watched the entire first season, and I'm just 
deadly in love with this damn thing. I I enjoy every minute of it. The show was really, really, really good. Um, now there are things that I didn't like. Of course, the things I didn't like. Nothing is nothing is perfect in my world. I'm I'm weird. But uh, <laughs> the parts of the show that I didn't like was essentially. Um, it actually is what made the show as great as it was, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, of course, I would find fault with it because I want that whole perfection aspect going on. But it's like that's not what this, that's not what the show was about, nor what it was trying to push. So it's like really, me wanting that is just kind of just that's just a wishful thinking on my part. But realistically, it, it's unnecessary because the show was incredibly good, not changing anything. But uh, essentially, I would have liked for the main character to just been this flawless person who picked up on everything instantaneously, but still having that edge of him not being the one who was the killer or everything. But just basically, it's like he is an adept killer, and he would have been perfect to be the killer. He would be a perfect killer, but it turns out everything that everyone thinks he did wasn't true. So I would have liked that, but that's actually that wouldn't be an improvement on the show. That's just something I personally would have liked. The show itself, having him struggle throughout the classes before picking up everything else that everyone else is all used to, is a welcome change of pace with a lot of shows that, um, well, a lot of things where you see comic book-wise are basically the the niceness of the stuff that's coming out recently, uh, essentially in, in contrast to like all the superhero movies and things like that, where it's like stuff based off of comic books are generally put in a direction of just, hey, super happy niceness, rather than, hey, murder, death, kill, uh, stuff like that. So, like I said, nice change of pace. It's great that they did it. Um, the other thing about the show that's actually quite enjoyable, it's set in the time, um, it's set during the, um, during the Ronald Reagan administration. Uh, so, during his time as president, and so with that gave them a lot of um leeway to open up to things which is it's cool when people do um you know they they do things set in a time like uh set in a certain specific time like uh like the americans and like case in point the americans this as well um is by doing that you're getting uh you know exactly how history essentially plays out but at the same time you're getting a different perspective from different things and it kind of it, it allows you to use a story in a way that's convenient for you without having, um, you know, by having certain things happen to where it's like, yeah, this would be an inconvenience during this time because they do not have certain things like phones and, uh, shite. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the main thing. Um, realistically, smartphones would have helped out so many people, um, in this, in this show. Uh, there's just so many things where they'd be like, oh man, I need to talk to this person, stop them before they might freaking decimate this person. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna just call them. Talk to them across the holler. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they'd be like, oh no, what do we do? And I'd see people writing notes and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that used to be the thing. I've, I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, them doing stuff like that was pretty cool. It, it helped advance the story, giving, getting that, you know, that, that drama and feeling of, like, oh, no, like, will they make it in time um, type of stuff. Uh, a lot, it brought it a lot more home. Simply by, by doing that, it lets you know that, 
Woo, like now now we're now they're into some hot water. Like can't just call somebody and ask them to do this or talk to someone. No, you have to you have to either go to a payphone or see them in person. Otherwise you got yourself a problem. And uh, it's really and that was like it was a nice change of pace, um, which is something that's very most welcomed in uh, shows that trying to like, you know, not force feed the drama or make up some BS excuse as to Oh no, like how come you can't call them? Well, my phone died. And I was like, or this whole series could be set in a time which phones don't exist. That way you never have to use that excuse ever again. So, you know, that, that was pretty cool. Um, the range in which, uh, and how they went for the explaining of certain people's psychosis, the, uh, the way how people would get killed, murdered, and just the different stuff that they were talking about. And explaining it as if it was a normal thing, because that's that's the normality of these kids in the school is that this killing stuff is going to have to be a normal thing. But they still were kids, so they still had them go out and party, go out and do drugs, try to drink, things like that. And it's like you know sometimes they'd be at a party and everyone's all cool, but inside the school, you know you got your white supremacists on this side, you got your black gangsters on the other side, uh, KGB operatives, things like that. So it was, it's just like. God, it is really hard putting this into words because of just how creative it was. This was an incredibly creative show. How everything was done, how everything took place, the multiple instances of the drama, like the had love triangles, freaking uh, he liked her, she likes him, things like that. All of that stuff was so well done. I've, it's really hard to see a show that you just off rip have no issue with, you know, and it's like, it's, it's doing fine, it's like, this is, this is totally fine, like, it's, it's all, it's good in all the right places, and that's exactly what this was, um, so, uh, one of the, let's see, what the hell? Okay, um, but one of the big uh, issues that I had with the series was essentially something that actually is pointed out because it is a fault of the main character. Because as as I just said, you know, I, I prefer my main characters to be flawless, but that's not a reality. But it's something that I always strive for. Like, uh, I would love a flawless character. <laughs> and it's like, it's not practical, it doesn't make any sense. And honestly, in characters that I create, I don't even have them be flawless. But for some reason, I always want that. It's it's just, that's just what's wrong with me. But um, one of the things they did is that the flaws of the main character was the fact that essentially, you got brought in to believing that, the, that everything revolved around the main character. But essentially, it is stated by other characters that, hey, you know, everything doesn't revolve around you. Other people have stuff going on, too. Which kind of opened the book um, to this grand scheme of the show. And you saw that as the show kept going in deeper and deeper with other people and stuff. Is that, yes, it started with the main character and most of this stuff revolves around him. But realistically, there are so many other people in this show. So many other things they got going on. So many women. Uh oh so many um, deeper, uh, complex uh, relationships going on and like the way how they're being challenged and changed and things like that. And it's like, so 
regardless of the issues the main guy or the main character has, there's still other people who got other things that they're dealing with. And because he's all wrapped up in what he's doing, he looks at these people and he goes, my friends need to help me with this, which is a common thing that happens in comic books and, uh, and whatnot, which is that, hey, I need help. You're my friend. You have to come help me. And, you know, it was brought to, and it was brought to his attention. It was like, what, like, what, when is, what am, when is it going to be something that I need help with? When is there going to be a problem in which you helping me? And it's like, I'm telling you, I need help now. And I've already helped you before. But you're telling me it doesn't matter what you need. Like what I need is important, so you got to come help me. And it's it's so satisfying to see that, to see you know people actually tell the main character like, nigga, you're not the center of my universe. <laughs> like you're not the end all be all for all my problems. Just because you have something going on doesn't mean that I don't have something going on. And if you were to disappear, my world will still keep turning, regardless of how you think. And, like I said, that is a, a welcome change of pace, something that is usually never done. Um, especially when you see TV shows based off of comics, or just in comics in general. It's like, whoever the comic is about, that's the only character that we're going to find out about anything. And, this do and, and because this show did this, and I know that it's a graphic novel, it's just... I'm thankful for it because it's like this opens the doors for people to see something like this, get inspired, and then do something that's typically either similar or something else that's like, yeah, you can work with this. Like you can, you don't have to. Your show might be called the guy with the coat, but you you can just literally have that be a person that no one knows anything about, and the characters are other people who just have all seen the guy with the coat. This actually sounds like a good story. All right, I'm gonna stop talking. That might be something I might make. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the, the idea behind the stuff that they were doing and the things that they were explaining with the other characters having their own problems and just the main character just kind of having to take a back seat to him, you know, to what they got going on while he at the same time is trying to deal with his things, which is the real world, if we, you know, it was to be real about it. it just, like I said, I love it. I love that, that concept and that idea. Um... An issue I had with the series was the fact that the um, flirtatious um, cartel girl, Maria, um, how she was all flirtatious with the main guy, but it was under the guise of trying to get him to kill her boyfriend, whom she hated and she wanted dead, but for some reason was not willing to do it herself. Uh, so because he was abusive and crazy, because, yeah. Um, friend, I loved it. I, I really, I really did love it. Um, the fact that she was roommates with the leader of the, with the school, Yakuza, um, and they actually were real close and good friends, but it's like, during school, hey, you gotta play your roles, but it's like, they, they never gave off that, you know, just because they're at school, they're gonna pretend like they're not friends, and it's like, no, people knew they were friends, it's just that they belonged to their own factions, but then once the factions started colliding, then it became an issue, which was amazing, I love that, uh, that was fantastic. But the thing I hated was the fact that the leader of the Yakuza, the, the chick, she actually started to develop feelings for the main guy. And at first it was like she was under orders to watch him, and it was like obviously she started to like him. But in the wake of her going, I want to say slowly pulling um, an anime childhood friend type approach towards the main guy, the um, Maria basically got him as a boyfriend. And some, and like basically... 
some of my favorite moments in the series was just how they acted while keeping up the pretend actions of them, you know, it's like, yeah, we're not, we can't let everyone else see that we're dating, but we are dating. We do like each other. We're trying our best to spend time with each other, but we're constantly being watched. That is an issue. And it, it was some of the, it was like lighthearted, but with the brutality of how the school is and everything that was going on, like I said, fantastic balance. It didn't get overshadowed by anything. The story was still able to keep going and I loved every moment of it. And then you just, it just the, every time the camera just show the uh, Yakuza leader girl's face and just sitting there and seeing that sour look on her face. And she just had to freaking sit there and take back, like take the fact that, oh, I didn't, how come he doesn't love me? <laughs> it's like, this is what you get. <laughs> you get it. You could have said something a long time ago and he probably would have liked you. Uh, but then at the end of the season, they do, um, what you would think. Um, the way how they did it was fantastic, but um, you know, it's obvious what they did. I'd leave it up to your imagination if you don't want to watch the show. I highly recommend that you do. But yeah, um it like if you if you want to see it, like trust me, it when it gets there you're gonna be like, Oh, what's this? But how they handle it with the main character being so self absorbed as he is was fantastic and I loved it. Um now the show ended on a cliffhanger and the awkwardness of the cliffhanger. Well, well, just just because cliffhangers are becoming such a ridiculous trope when it comes to trying to get the need for another season. I understand why they do it. You have to build up the hype and anticipation. More people will tend to tune in or to ask for a show to be continued if it ends on a note in which you have to go, okay, well, you still need to answer all these questions. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's totally obvious. I get that. I understand that. Now, the beauty of this show is that its cliffhanger was essentially just like every other episode's ending. Now, let me explain it. Each episode kind of ends you with the, in a moment in which you're like, okay, you need more to this story because there's something going on. Which left you with the knowing that, yeah, there's another episode coming, so then I get to see what's happening next. You know, whether they explain it or they don't, that's all up to them instead of discretion. Now, you get, you get used to that as you watch the episodes. So you get used to that as you watch the show. And so when it came to the final episode, typically what a show does is that they make the final episode this big, grand, freaking movie production gesture that's like, it's just like, oh man, all these fireworks are going off. And then, like, a big firework go off, and then it stops, and they say, you want the next firework? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, eh, come back mm, next season. It's like, damn, all right, I really want to see that big firework, you know? But it's like, with this show, you essentially got the same thing over and over and over again. And then on the last episode, you got the same thing again. <laughs> and so, and then it just left you with that feeling of, like, well, okay, well, they're supposed to, there's obviously going to be another episode that explains this, right? And it's like, yeah next season <laughs> if they get another season it's like oh damn and i thought that was fantastic i thought that was cool so it was like it left it, it was like it was one of those things where it was like it didn't leave a big you know it didn't make me go oh damn like that's a like that's the cliffhanger seriously like you bringing up this bs and it's like no 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 it, it left you with this is how you always felt as you were watching it it's just now you have to wait even longer I'm not sure 
if they've gotten renewed for um you know if they got the okay to get another season or if this is going to be it but dead in class honestly it was something that was like i loved it so much it, i'm actually going to purchase it like this it's really rare when a show is actually that good to where it's like i look on it as something i actually want to buy but deadly class is one of those things um another thing would possibly be like the uh the first season of daredevil um the first season of Daredevil, the third season as well, which is also freaking fantastic. The entire series of Married with Children. These are things that I have. Um, I, well, I have the entire series of Married with Children. I ain't got Daredevil yet. That's right. I like Married with Children way more than I like Daredevil because <laughs> Al Bundy, get out of here. Amazing. But this show, it was it was um great. My favorite episode has to be the episode when the main character basically drops seven things of acid. Thing, like seven hits of acid and uh he's just tripping the entire episode and it gets to the point where he actually successfully kills someone in this episode and so and like when he's still completely high out of his mind possibly one of the funniest things ever including the fact that they guest starred ice t in that episode and he's voicing a slot machine that's talking to the main character funny just all around funny um now it has 10 episodes I think the episode run times are at least about like 60, 60 minutes. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Um, trying to think, there was another uh, main point I wanted to talk about. Really should have wrote them down. I was just kind of excited. Um, I, I recently just finished watching the show about a week ago, but I decided to do this podcast now. Um, but essentially, it was just like I said, like I'm I'm not over the hype of the show, which is one of the reasons why I want to buy it. It's because of the fact that it was like. It was just that good of a show. Now, there were a lot of dumb moments, a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of things that popped up that just annoyed the hell out of me. It's a part when they're all locked in their um, classrooms, and one girl decides with these two dudes that like her, and they basically, they make up friends, and it's just because all three of them are locked in a room that the girls decided that she wants to have a three-way with both of them. And they're trying to get over the concept of, you know, why do we need to have a three-way? Why can't you just pick which one of us you like? And she just kind of breaks to him that, mm, I don't want to pick. And it's like, you got to respect that. But then it just became this long joke. And then it never went anywhere. And then at the end, she just kind of, she just kind of was like, she's over with and done with it. And what I love the fact is that basically the main character's best friend, guy with a green mohawk, um, was the closest, well, his second best friend. Uh, close thing he's going to get to a friend after everything that happens in the show. Uh, he's kind of, he's like this hopeless romantic when it comes to this girl. And it's like, he likes her. He just doesn't know how to do anything because he's just an awkward, crazy guy. And uh, even his backstory is fantastic. Oh, backstory. That's what I'm getting to. Okay, that's another thing that popped in my head. But I'm going to get to that. Um, but yeah, even his crazy backstory is something that's like, you know, it. it it doesn't exp it explains exactly his actions and why he's doing what he's doing simply over the fact that it's just uh, like most people are there for their own reasons and they have their own shit to deal with and own things going on and you just kind of have to sit back and just watch how these mentally scarred individuals are who are basically pick and chosen to be together have to deal with the fact that they're being tuned into becoming even more psychotic people while dealing with their own psychosis or things that they have to worry about and at the same time also trying to balance a regular a semi-regular social life 
that a high schooler would have or should have by just being in a school. But the social life that they have to balance involves murdering people or keeping up appearances so they themselves don't get killed by someone else. And you see what I'm saying? It's a lot to take in, but they do it fantastically well. And that is something that I haven't really seen before. Now, the backstory part. One of the great things about this series um, that I generally love, and I, I honestly would like to see other things do this as it's just a nice homage to the you know like the source material where it came from and what this series does is that when people are explaining their backstory instead of it kind of being like um what's a good one uh game of thrones game of thrones is known for doing this they explain or tell backstories by just having two people sit down and then one person is talk one person is talking about something that another character has went through or done that they themselves witness which leads up which which adds on to the backstory of that character in order to flesh out this character that they're not even talking about but there was no symbolism you don't see nothing you've never seen this action ever happen but the backstory itself is supposed to give an even deeper meaning to another character it's just this character happens to not be present and if they are present they're the ones telling the story and it most likely involving them with another character or something like that um but like i said there's no visual aid for this whatsoever um but with deadly class is that most of the characters do their own backstory and you get a flashback that comes with it what i like is the fact that this flashback is actually done in the com in the style of the original comic so where the source material is so you're getting these nice little still images that are kind of like these key shots of the comic or whatever that's go while the person is talking about their backstory to give you a, to show you exactly what it is that went through and what they've done which either led to their reputation or to the reason why they're in the school in the first place and another thing that was good is that it wasn't something that was like every episode you got something like this it was like no it was every here and there and not every major character got their own backstory. Some characters you know a lot more about than others. Some characters were actually fairly minor and they have their own backstories which were amazing. And it's like hopefully, and it's like now that you know this about this character and now that the main character knows this about this character, you know, it's like whatever they decide to do with it is whatever they decide to do with it. But you now know where they come from, but that doesn't necessarily explain their core actions or how they truly are it's just this is where they come from and that's fantastic and I love everything about them so I'm gonna end it here because um, I kind of I thought I can't think of anything else to explain that I love about it um, except for there's a part that was freaking hilarious where um, the crazy guy with the green mohawk gave a letter to like the hot teacher in the school and man she is hot um, and like she was like, what am I supposed to do with this? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, I guess read it. And then, and then she was like, well, what do you want to do? And then he's like, Shh. he's like, okay. And didn't think you'd go this far. He's like, well, you could, uh, you know, tie me up and say me things to me. And then it was like a teacher going around. It was the principal going around showing the school to a lady. I was basically saying that everything is lax. They need to be trained more in the arts of killing and they need to be silent stuff like that she was like students walk past and they didn't even say nothing she was like they're supposed to bow to you and he was like it's not that type of school it's it, we're in america you know <laughs> like we're behind a freaking chinese restaurant in in california so calm down and then like she looked and they went past the um the room where the hot teacher was with the mohawk guy and he was tied up 
and she had her foot on his back and she was just reading from like a script of stuff to say and then he was like nervously laughing but then he was like you know what this isn't as sexy as I thought it would be um you can untie me now and then she just kept insulting him while reading from the script he's like no I'm serious like let me go and then the principal was looking confused and then the lady that he was showing the school around to, she was like, now this, we could do more. <laughs> like, this we need more of. And she walked away. And that was, like, was, like was incredibly dumb and funny. And I loved every minute of that. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to end it here uh, as a big-time recommendation of a show that anyone should get into. I would like for more people, you know, maybe you get more support, they'll do another season. I really want to see the next season. Because, like I said, this show was actually really, really good. So, you know, just, hey, just another nice recommendation for anyone who wants to see it. Tell me what you think. Do you like, you know, have you seen Deadly Class already? Were you on the bandwagon before I jumped on the bandwagon? And you're like, you know, people won't believe me, but maybe they'll listen to you. I hope I have that type of influence over your life. I hope I have that. <laughs> but, you know, tell me what you think. Like, did you, did you enjoy Deadly Class? Was this something that you know, you actually didn't care for it. Is there another show that you think is even better than Deadly Class? Recommend something to me. Because honestly, I'm I'm not bored, but you know, it's just I would really like to see another show that's on that level, or possibly better. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. Any, and in anything where the main character has either a love triangle, or if I'm being completely honest, got himself a hero. Uh, you probably got himself a harem, so uh, he got multiple women that's clamoring after the guy. I would love to see something like that, and I mean love, because <laughs> mono monogamy is boring to me. <laughs> I just love me a good old harem. Love me a good old harem. Who you picking? I uh, got a different girl every day of the week. Mm -mm. Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> but yeah, deadly class. 5 out of 5 review. Fantastic TV show. Loved every minute of it. I'm personally going to purchase it when it comes out. I I loved it. I really did. I loved it. Uh, wish it was alive. I didn't, I'd introduce it to my family. Tell them, hey, this is Deadly Class. It's, uh, it's new, but uh, it's good. It's really good. It's good for your soul. And you'd be like, oh, that's nice. Who wants to watch Lion King? It's like, you bastards. <laughs> so, yeah, deadly class. So, with always, folks, um, if you would like to let me know anything of what I've just personally, uh, recently asked, you can hit me up at heytheflame at gmail.com. All one word, lowercase. Uh, and I'll definitely be able to get back to you whenever I can. Um, you can also check out my gaming channel, which is constantly being updated. Daniel the Flame Gaming at youtube.com. All one word. And that essentially is it for the shameless plugs. So, without further ado, I'm going to end this episode of Fun with Flame. I have been your host, Daniel the Flame. And as always, people, I hope you had fun. I know I did watch the daily class. I love this. It was so funny. <laughs> There's a dude in there whose face is half burnt off and he calls himself Fuckface. That's, that's precious. Okay, bye.